When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. Hello and welcome to another edition of Be Lifted Up Radio, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. Normally with my regular host, co-host, D.C. Marshall. But today we have a treat, a former guest of Be Lifted Up, of Lady Boss, just like Dee in her own right, the founder of the Boss Network, Kamika Smith, who's joining us as a co-host of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Hey, Kamika, so good to have you join me today. Mr. Alfred, it's good to be here. And, you know, um, I'm I'm just honored to be able to sit in Dee Marshall's place because she's a dynamic boss lady. So thank you for having me. Well, both you and Dee are not only boss ladies, but women of faith. So again, you're a natural fit for this show, which is about abundant living, faith, finance, lifestyle, business, but everything under the godly wealth of abundant living. So I I know we're going to have a good time, particularly with today's topic and today's guests. We're going to be talking about systemics, And in the next segment, we'll introduce our guests for the show. But you're all about the systemics, so this is going to be a natural for you. Yes, it is. I'm excited for this conversation and this guest. Well, b- before we jump into it, what's the latest thing going on with the Boss Network? Real quick, a couple of quick updates. Yeah, you know, so again, and like you said, I'm the founder of the Boss Network, and it's such a, um, uh, I call it a divine moment because Miss Monique Caradine is a, a longtime member of the Boss Network. And uh, we just, just yesterday launched our Boss Impact Fund, which is a um, fund that I created to raise capital for Black women in business. Last year, we were able to invest in 48 Black female business owners, one of them being Monique Caradine. So, you know, it could not be a better time, a better moment, a better uh, guest, and a better conversation. So I'm looking forward to this year's uh, grant program. And, you know, we'll be investing in probably about 50 Black women this year. So, you know, women that are interested, they can apply at bossimpactfund.com. And, you know, I'm still on this journey of trying to help create more boss ladies. Kamika, we know we got a great yesterday. We're talking systemics. Yeah. Um, you've been a champion of Black women entrepreneurs for going on 15 years. Um, we already know that the, the important role that women, I'm going to say women of faith play in mm-hmm. business and finance and the wealth potential of their families, um, their communities. So this idea of systemics, I mean, what, what does that bring to mind for you as, as we prepare to bring our special guest in? Yeah, you know, when I think of systemics, you know, I think of Black women getting their money mindset. And I say mindset in order, right? Because we know that money is a mindset. It's not just about having wealth. It's about knowing what to do with that wealth and how to be able to create generational wealth. And so this particular guest that we have, Monique Caradine, you know, she's been a leader and she's a coach of coaches from what I know. She's coached many of the women in my network that are leaders in my network. And so, you know, we're both from Chicago. uh, So I love that connection. 
And, you know, it's about just sisterhood. It's about creating opportunities to help us grow as Black women in Black communities. And that's what she does. And so I'm excited to talk to her today. Well, Chicago is my second home. And, 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 and I know. And I go back. Uh, Monique used to do media training for Black Enterprise. So if there's a reason why Black Enterprise staffers are good at media, Monique Carradine contributed to that. But now we've been talking about her. Why don't we just bring her in? Um, our guest today, as we mentioned, is Dr. Monique Carradine Kitchens, president of Overflow Enterprises, LLC, a certified money breakthrough coach, as Kamika referred to just now, host of the Systemomics podcast, and author of How to Embrace Your Inner Millionaire. Well, this is like be lifted up all, all over the place in terms of our theme of abundant life and financing. Listen, welcome to the show, our good friend, Monique Carradine Kitchens. Hey, how's everybody? What a pleasure and honor to be among two icons, two legends in my eyes, two very special chosen people. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. So, oh so what's, what's yeah. happening, Monique? I mean, see, Monique and I, we would like kind of, kind of stay in touch and updated on social media like we all had, even before the pandemic. We were like, right. that's what I'm doing now. But, but 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 tell me what's going on with you now. What's happening? How are you doing? Um, you know, as, yeah. as, a, as a human being, as mm. a woman, as a woman of faith, you know, I, you know <laughs> yeah. we overdue. You and I, we're just overdue. Oh, here. we are so overdue. I feel, I feel a little bit like a cat with nine lives because I'm in a new stage and you know and so now Alfred you remember we relocated to Puerto Rico and from Chicago and we stayed there for nine years and Kamika you know just recently relocated now in the Atlanta area I'm an empty nester now son is off in college and so I'm in this really cool fun exciting phase of life and business and I am just diving in with both feet into mm. the Sisternomics message, the Overflow brand. I'm excited. I'm on fire for God. Like I am just, I, I'm lit. I am lit. So <laughs> I'm so grateful to be here with you guys to talk about this too. I feel you. It's amazing because it's, it's like we, can't, we, we were along parallel lines, but we hadn't crossed. Yeah. I'm more lit than I ever been before. Like, Come on with like the litness. Wasn't, wasn't raised in the church, and you know, yeah. I'm a grandson of a minister, and you know, it's like. Yeah. But there's something I keep looking back and say, "Why am I just getting this now? Like, why?" But you know, timing yeah. is, is is timing. Timing I know is everything. With, with, yeah. with, the, with the things that you've transitioned through, and I'm not just talking about the pandemic. We're talking about you know what's happened with our children, what's happened with our parents, what we've come through, what we've okay. been brought through. Yeah. I know, you know, Kamika, when she was a guest on the show a few episodes ago, we talked about her tra powerful transformation that brought us to a different level of yes. Kamika relationship. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Let me, and I, that's one of the things I love about this podcast, the faith and the business aspect, because I tell people all the time, God is the CEO of my business. You know, I'm just, you know, the leader that he's chosen to kind of take it through every day, but he is definitely the CEO. He's a captain of my ship. He's running everything. And so because of that, I have full faith that everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to be. But I love these conversations because I think a lot of times we've been taught in business to kind of separate church from faith, you know, from well, business and, you know, corporate from faith. But mm -hmm. I love that we're in a season now as believers 
where we can show up as our authentic selves in any arena, you know, church, you know, work, uh, business, and God is blessing us because of that. And I love that season. Wow. That's so good, Kamika. You know, one thing that I've said for many years is that God plus business equals success. And okay. so I agree with you wholeheartedly. I remember when we lived in Puerto Rico and I had just moved there from Chicago and you know, Alfred, in Chicago, we got the hustle mentality. Like in Chicago, you grind, you work. Kamika know, like oh, yeah. that's that's what Kamika has been about for years. But when we moved to Puerto Rico and we made that transition, I realized early on that that hustle mentality did not work in that environment. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's one of the reasons why God really took me there. And I, and I tell you this really short story. I remember being in Puerto Rico, trying to be on my Chicago hustle and grind, recognizing that no one around me was responding to that. And I literally was working myself until I got physically ill in my body, like all kind of crazy things. I had the flu and just all kind of stuff. I said, you know, okay, let me tune into God. And I literally said, God, I'm going to take a few days off and just listen to you. Right. And so I, I was walking distance from the beach. We were blessed to live in a beautiful community and I could walk to the beach. And I sat out on that beach, literally Alfred for three days, just looking out into the water as far as my eyes could see. And I vividly remember, and Kamika, I think this is when I reached out to you. I remember God telling me, almost like I can hear it in my head right now. He said, I want you to show them what you're looking at right now. Mm. And all I was looking at was water and ocean, right? Mm. He said, I want you to show them overflow. And bam, it was in that moment that I was like overflow. So I went directly to the word and I started to study and I started to see overflow. If you look in your Bible right now, overflow in the New Testament is going to pop up frequently. And I was like overflow. What does that mean? And it means more than enough. It means not having to worry about money, not having to worry about joy, not having to worry about rest, not having to worry about feeling safe and having stability, not having to worry about not being seen, Kamika, Mm -hmm. but still knowing that in your absence, that the work, the seeds that you've planted are still coming to fruition. And it was in that moment, Kamika, that the overflow retreat was born, which is when I reached out to you. And then later after Hurricane Maria and a whole bunch of life stuff, Alfred, I I renamed my business Overflow Enterprises. So, honey, let me tell you, we are in a season. Alfred, I'm glad that you are tapping into uh, this season. And I'm I'm glad that you are recognizing that you have been chosen. We've all been chosen. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what's unfolding in all of our lives, businesses and brands. Well, one of the realizations I had, and Kamika put it best, that God is the CEO. Yes, we're the COO. He's getting it done through us. Right. He yes. wants us to execute, but sometimes we think because we're executing, we're not operating in our own power, and we start trying to be the CEO and oh, yeah. operating in our own power, our own plans. And then mm-hmm. it's not that we get nothing done, but we're struggling. We feel lack. We feel mm-hmm. inadequate because alone we are inadequate. So right. God's like, just do what I tell you to do. Right. Be the chief operating officer, but I'm right. the CEO. And if you're not paying attention to the CEO, you'll be busy and you actually may get a lot done, but you won't get what you're supposed to get done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 We talking overflow. You know, this yeah. is a life conversation. You know, right. um, it, you know, in many ways, I look at what Monique is doing with overflow and mm. what you've been doing with the Boss Network. And again, it's the two sides 
overflow from a financial standpoint, or, of course, wealth creation from a business ownership or entrepreneurship standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just strikes me that you are and her are so, in such alignment with, with, yeah. with respective missions on this. As, absolutely. As no, absolutely, Alfred. And I just want to, can we pause and just have a moment of giving respect to the leaders? Because I will tell you, when I started the Boss Network almost 15 years ago, as you said, there were certain people that I looked to for examples, because, you know, a lot of times we're coming into this and we don't know where to start. You know, we're just trusting that vision that God has given us, but we need roadmaps. We need leaders. We need examples. And I'll tell you, Monique Caradine was one of those people who I looked at because I'm like, okay, I want to be a great speaker. I want to represent my brand in a, a great way. I want to, you know, be this powerful leader. And she was one of those women that I looked at, you know, and, and silently watched. You know, a lot of times I see us in our community wanting access to mentors and wanting to be around these powerful people, but we are blessed to have this thing called social media where we can watch and learn. You know, we don't have to have that physical touch, but we can just glean advice and wisdom if we're smart enough and learn so much. And I I did that by watching Monique. And so to to be able to be here full circle and to sit at the table with her, have conversation with her, that's only God. That's a blessing. And so Monique, I want to ask you, you know, who are some of the leaders that you look to because I mean you are a powerhouse and so one of the things I know that you talk about all the time is a coach having a coach you know and mentors having mentors so who are some of those people that inspired you to be the leader that you are today Mm. that's a great question Uh, and I know this is going to sound corny and probably overused but I think one of the first people that comes to mind for me well first of all let me just acknowledge my mom because she's the first person that I I saw and I looked to and I saw her hustle and I saw her heart And I saw how much she sacrificed so that I could do the things that I'm doing. So my mother, for sure. But this one is going to be overused. And I know y'all going to be like, oh, bro, yeah, but whatever. Oprah Winfrey was the very first black woman that caught my attention on TV. You know, she's one of the reasons why I went into a career in journalism, because I saw a woman who looked like me and wore her heart on her sleeve. And she showed me an example of what that could be like. So certainly Oprah, but if we fast forward- You're not going to catch me rolling my eyes about no Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> you rolling their eyes about Oprah Winfrey needs to sit all the way down. That's all I got. <laughs> Basically, I'm saying like, listen, pay homage where homage is due. Exactly. <laughs> listen, Oprah is everything. And then, you know, some of the Chicago homegirls, Kamika, uh, like Diane Burns, who goes yes. way back in Chicago media, Cheryl Burton, who to this Love day- Cheryl. She will jump in my, you know, social media and be like, hey, sis, I see you doing a great job. So it's meaningful. But Kamika, I also have to give credit to you because that story I told before the last break about when I when I heard overflow and I got the direction from God to do retreats and to share this message. You were the first person that I said, "Okay." I need help getting the word out because I didn't think people would fly from all over the world to Puerto Rico to come and do a retreat with me. You know, this former media personality who wasn't in Chicago anymore. Like I had, you know, I didn't know. So Kamika props to you for creating the platform that you created. And I came to you and said, Kamika, I need your help. That's when I became a member of the boss network. So don't sleep, honey. And last year, Alfred, I sat in this very same chair. When I got on a call with Kamika after I had applied for that grant last year, not knowing what would happen, mm-hmm. and I sat in this chair and cried the ugly cry when Kamika got me on the phone and surprised me and said, 
hey, boss lady, we chose you. You are one of our grantees. And so Kamika is a force in this world and a force in the kingdom. And I thank you for the opportunity and everything that you're doing. I just, I keep you lifted in prayer because you got an assignment on your hands, sis. And I'm just glad to see it all unfold. It with a front row seat, Alfred. I got a front row seat. Yeah. 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 Well, look at God though, right? Look at God because, you know, you have those people that you look up to and that you um, are in position to learn from, and then you can actually come back and be a blessing to those people, right? That's the natural order of how things should go. You know, and so I love that that is the heart that I see in Alfred Edmund. That's the heart I see in Dean Marshall. That's the heart I see in Monique Carradine. And because of that, it's giving me permission to have that same heart and not feel, you know, that I can be taken advantage of or used because God gives us discernment and he gives us wisdom to know how to operate with our gifts. And so, Monique, I I love, you know, and like you said, Oprah is definitely one of those people that we all looked up to, no matter what capacity of life we were in, you know, whether it's career, business, media. You know, but for me, I want to know what prompted you to take that shift from, you know, being a media personality to saying, you know what, I want to teach financial literacy, wealth, economics in our community. Why was that important to you to transition into that phase? Yeah, it was really important for me because I think back on growing up and living in a household with both my parents, loving parents. I had a great childhood uh, grew up West Inglewood in Chicago. I didn't recognize that we didn't have a lot of money because I was just, you know, kicking and having fun as a kid, you know. But one thing I did notice was that when the money issue came up, whenever it did, because it was rare, uh, there was always this tension around it. You know, I, I remember watching my dad sit at the kitchen table and painstakingly handwrite you know, this is before QuickBooks and spreadsheets and all this. He would he had a one of those ledgers, Alfred, and he would write all the bills out by hand and then sit, write the checks out. He was the the main breadwinner in the family, and he would spend hours doing that. And then my mom, who was a little bit more of a free spirit, shall I say, she was an impulse shopper, shall I say, and she would go out, honey, and buy two, three pairs of shoes, Kamika, and throw the whole checkbook. <laughs> like She would just throw everything out of whack. Bless her heart. She's a lot better with money now. And I just remember the tenseness that would show up in the house. And I also remember not really having, you know, in-depth conversations about money and wealth. My father told me how to write checks and pay bills, start where I worked when I was 14 years old. I had a job. So you put your money in the bank, you write your checks against your bills. And that was the extent of the money conversation. And so fast forward to when I got into my career as a uh, a radio and TV host, I saw some of my colleagues making seven figures in the business. And I was like, where's my seven figures, six figures. Okay. I'll take six. And at first I thought it was because, you know, I'm an African-American woman or I just work at one of the little small black radio stations or I just don't know the right people. But I came to find out, Alfred, that none of that was the reason. The reason why I wasn't making those salaries, those incomes was because of my money mindset, Kamika. Mm-hmm. And that set me on this journey of research and discovery for years because I really wanted to, at that stage of my life, understand money better. Because I had a young family at that point, and I want, you know, I just want to, I just want to understand how this money thing worked. So, fast forward again, I went to negotiate a raise with the boss at the station. Immediately got shut down. 
And it was in that moment that I said to myself, Alfred, never again do I want to be in a position where somebody else is dictating how much money I can make. So my side hustle started coming up and making me more money than a job. So I was able to lead a job, grow the business, and I continued that journey. So I just want to say mindset is everything when we're talking about money. I don't care if you are a gazillionaire. The mindset that you got that got you to wherever you are today is not going to be the one to get you to your next point. So I'm always on this journey of discovering what the next version of my money mindset looks like. And I love to teach that as well. Listen, I hope somebody out there is tapping their neighbor and say, pay attention and get this word because we are feeding people right now. Listen, you're, you're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guys living an abundant life. We'll be right back where, Monique, I want you to start unpacking. You already started touching on it, the importance of understanding money, understanding mm-hmm. your worth, and some of the other principles of what we're calling, what Monique has introduced us to, Sisternomics. We'll be right back. This is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Welcome back to Be Lifted Up, where we're having a seriously uplifting, powerful conversation with the creator of Sisternomics, Monique Carradine Kitchens. Listen, Monique, you hit on some important points before the break about the journey you came to realization about mindset and, mm-hmm. and you know, a couple of things came to mind. First, God is not the author of confusion. So if you're confused about money, you're not doing something right. That's right. We're also told, I think the number that's often quoted, 365 in the Bible, don't fear. And (laughs) often we're afraid to talk about money. We're also told multiple times, don't worry. But we talk about the anxiety around money. You meet your father, exhibited it. Um, and And also, you have not because you ask not. And if you know anything about the research, about disparities in income and, you know, how much a dollar, a white man have paid a dollar, white women are paid less than that, black women are paid less than that. While there's a lot of reasons, societal reasons around why that happens, including racism and sexism, part of the biggest factor is we don't ask for it. We don't know, you know, a white male will go in and he may just finish his internship and he'll ask for six years salary and not blink. And we're too often because of our history and our culturation around money and power in this country, we, like, we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to ask for too much. And this starts with when we start our careers, because whatever your starting point is, you'll never catch up unless you're really pursuing that. So this idea of mindset and being comfortable talking about money, being comfortable with what you're worth and asking for what you're worth is a big part of, of what we have to do. So talk to me about that in the context of the principles that you promote with Systemomics. Oh, man, that's such a big, beautiful, juicy question. And I, I just feel led to to add to what you said, Alfred, and just point out that in addition to us making uh, less on the dollar than our white male counterparts, and oftentimes, you know, we as black women, you know, we do it all, right? So we oftentimes are doing the job of two, three people. Yeah, but in yeah. addition to that, and you look at the wealth gap that currently exists, I don't like to belabor, you know, negative points, but if you, let's be real with it. If you look at the wealth gap that exists and you look at the amount of wealth that Many, not all black women, but many black women have a very low net worth. Mm -hmm. And that's because of a lot of reasons. It's not because we're bad people or we're doing something wrong, but it's because of all those things that you pointed out. 
And so part of my my assignment, my God given assignment, because Lord knows I've had my own struggles, right? Kamika knows some of my backstory, right? <laughs> but <laughs> right. So don't let that black enterprise thing fool you. Come on now, like real talk. Like we've all been there. And so mm-hmm. and and for all the various reasons, we're often taking care of nieces and nephews, God babies, parents, and all these other things. But but again, once we can shift the mindset then we can begin to change that. And and my assignment is to really shift it so that my son, my niece, and my nephews, that they'll be better than we were. So how do we begin to shift the mindset? Let's unpack it for a second. We need to shift the mindset by understanding that it's important for us to stop believing the lies and the rumors and the generational folktales that we've been told over the years. And and we got to stop believing that our oh, money don't grow on trees. I mean, how many of us heard that growing up? Money is the root of all evil. I got to rob Peter to pay Paul. Like how many of us heard that? Right. So we've got to be willing to let all of those go, release those. And we've got to understand that money is flowing freely throughout this world. And can I and point it, out quickly with all those, like you said, those folk tales, none of that's in the Bible. None of it. You ain't going to go in there for money. Money don't grow on trees. There's no right. scripture about that. <laughs> So we, we, but we take out this gospel and wonder why that manifests in our life, that lack and in, 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 yeah. in, as opposed to abundance manifests in our life. So, you right. know, as always, I've learned now, especially this stage of my life, let me take it to the word and see if I can find that in there before I start living by That's it. it. That's it. That's, That's right. it. That's right. Right. And so if we look at the truth about money, there's plenty of it out there and it's ready mm-hmm. to come to us. But money right now is flowing freely to to four types of people. I can share those four types of people if you'd like me to. Please. Yes, please. Okay. So money is flowing freely to four types of people. The first type of person money flows freely to is the person that's not afraid of it. And that speaks to what you mentioned earlier, Alfred. That speaks to not being afraid to, first of all, know your worth, be able to articulate exactly what your worth is, and then ask for, for your worth. You know, that's being unafraid to, to set a goal that says, I'm going to set my annual goal in my business to $500,000 and whatever that triggers in your body, let's recognize that and work through that. So you can't be afraid of money and money is flowing freely to people who are not afraid of it. Money is also flowing freely to people who respect it. What do I mean by that? It's flowing freely to people who are treating the money that they currently have, no matter how little it may be, with respect. They are making sure that if they still carry cash in their wallet, that money is not all balled up, crumpled up, wrinkled up, and your purse thrown in there with no organization. Money can't thrive in a chaotic environment. And so you got to respect your money and treat it well, just like you would if you were in a relationship, okay? So people who are not afraid of it, people who respect it, people who are generous with it. Mm. Now, generosity, that's a spiritual principle, right? You know, that's, 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 that's worldly. That's we getting into kingdom. Well, when we start, start talking about generosity. So understanding that money is not your source. God is. So if I give money away, trust and believe I'm going to get it back. So that's the third person. And the fourth person is the people who understand it. We have to understand how money works from a kingdom mindset you know, tithing and giving and being gratitude and understanding that there is no lack of money. And there are people out there who, if you're in business, will pay for your products and services and they'll pay you handsomely without giving you a whole bunch of flack about it. So those are the four type of people that receive money easily. That is so powerful. 
And I love what you said, Alpha, because Mo, if you listen, all the people she talked about, those are spiritual principles. You know, um, I'm thinking about, you know, people who are not afraid of it, right? People who respect it. You know, God in the Bible talks about, you know, being good over little so that he can bless you with, with much, right? And so that's, that's kingdom principle. That's, that's the word and making sure that we tithe and we're generous. Like that's worldly principle. So if we focus on that as believers, then the blessings, as Monique says, are overflowing. I love it. You know, one of the things that I was convicted by um, as recently as uh, early this year because of a sermon my pastor preached is about us confusing the resource with the source. Mm -hmm. um, and when we look at money as the source and we begin to worship it and it becomes a form of idolatry, um, I'm just reminded of, of and, and our, our co-host D is so much better at this than I am. I always remember the story, but not remember where it is in the Bible. But remember <laughs> dude in the Bible that was like, I'm going to build bigger barns and store all my stuff. Yes. He was like, I'm a hoarder now. I'm not going to be a bigger hoarder, you right. know? And God was like, don't you know I'm calling you home tomorrow? What's, what you going to do? What you going to do with it? <laughs> and, 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 and it convicted of me this idea that I've, I've, I've often said over the years, but I think I'm really coming to really appreciate it from a wealth creation standpoint, that this is a resource. We are vessels. God mm. is providing us with this resource for us to release it to someone else, not right. to just accumulate it for ourselves and to your mm -hmm. point yeah. monique about this idea of of generosity kamika you're talking about blessing others tithing mm -hmm. it, it is for us but it's never just for us whatever blessing we get financial or non-financial is never just for us it's yeah. for what we can do to advance this kingdom through other people absolutely that's it that's it money has to flow Word. money you know you, you talk about there's this i don't know if it's a parable but you know people with the Closed fists holding on the money. Money is not meant to be held on to. It has to flow. That's why one mm -hmm. of the things that we I teach people about a lot is money clutter. And one example of money clutter, Kamika, is you got all them gift cards and stuff for your birthday and for Christmas. And sometimes they will sit in your wallet or in your drawer for a year, six months, two. And, and that's creating clutter because if that was a gift given to you and you're holding on to it, you're creating clutter and you're blocking the flow of money. Money is meant to flow in and out, in yeah, and yeah. out. So eliminate money clutter. And one way you can do that, it sounds simple and maybe even a little silly, but you girl, go spend them gift cards that you got for Christmas sooner than later. <laughs> or give them away. I, I, my new rule coming out of the pandemic was if I have it and I'm not using it, I got three choices. Mm. Use it, give it away or throw it away. That's right. Don't just let it just sit up in my house. That's good. <laughs> you know, that's good. I, I spend a lot more money getting rid of stuff than I do acquiring things now. Love it. Love because, it. You know, it's about that flow. But listen, you already have fed us to we're full. <laughs> our audience is full, but that means you got to pass it on to somebody else, y'all. <laughs> um, but talk to me about some of the specific resources and offerings that you have to really advance the mission of your company, Overflow. Oh, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. So bottom line, you know, all of us are in a, in a different space and place in our money journey. But I like, you know, to just always assume that, you know, the first things first is creating a safe space so we can have money conversations about not only money, but about wealth and abundance. And so Sisternomics, my podcast is available on all of the um, platforms and whatnot. And we're expanding it this year. So I'm really excited. So that's the first place. Go there and get conversations. You can hear Kamika and a bunch of other amazing women sharing their money stories and how they're building businesses and lifestyles that 
you know, the lifestyles of their dreams. So that's the first thing I want to offer. And then the Systernomics Money Manifesto, right? Mm. This is one of the, the, the key things that I'm sharing. And it's a good place to start if you want to take your money journey to the next level. And it's a thing that you can get for free at my website, overflownow.com. And basically what the manifesto is, is an opportunity for you to declare for yourself and your family and your girlfriends or whatever your group is, you all can make these declarations that are on the money manifesto. Because as the word says, life and death is in the power of your tongue. One of the reasons why you may be struggling with money or maybe not in the space that you want to be in with your money is because what you're saying from your mouth. And so Kamika, I created the Money Manifesto to help us shift how we talk about money and also begin to create that mindset shift. So I I sent you guys a copy of the Money Manifesto. If if you want to run through just one or two of them real quick, I know we're limited on time. but Go with it, go with it. Yeah. So these are things that you can say out loud in the morning. You can keep this document on your phone or in your bathroom and you could journal these things. And it's basically statements like I recognize that I am valuable and I add value to the marketplace. I deserve to be paid well. I commit to expanding my knowledge and understanding of money, wealth, and abundance. Those are three different things. Nuance, but they're different. The the Money Manifesto goes on to say, I accept where I currently am on my money journey, and I forgive myself for past mistakes. This is how you begin to create that shift, Kamika, because some of us, you know, we can get so down because of this or that. I mean, the past two years, we have gone through an economic crisis in my family. But mm-hmm. I easily beat myself up about that, Kamika. I could yeah. easily be down in the dumps and be like, why am I doing this money work when I have had these challenges over the past two years, Alfred? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to let myself do that. I could just you know, so you feel me, bro, right? Yeah. <laughs> and me. so we part of that shift is accepting where you currently are and then mm-hmm. finding something to be grateful for, for having gone through that journey. Or if you're still coming through, Kamika, you're still coming through your journey. Being grateful for what you are learning, what God is teaching you in the midst of it, while at the same time setting your sights on what's possible for you and saying it out loud with your mouth. And I'll just read one more, one or two more. The manifesto, which again is this printed document, says, I seek mentors to help me grow my money, wealth, and abundance. I set the intention to build my net worth, eliminate debt, create passive income streams, hello, and make wise financial decisions. So these are just some of the ideas that you'll get when you get the money manifesto. You can sign and date the document. Again, put it wherever you can see it every day. Because, sis, we are all here. I don't mean to be pointing like that, but I'm passionate (laughs) about this. But all of us listening to this conversation right now, this was what I know for sure. Anybody listening right now is chosen to live in the overflow. It is meant, it is, a, it is a divine calling on your life to live in the overflow so that you can have more than enough to take care of yourself, your family, and the generations behind you. And this is where it all begins, Alfred. 
I love that. A whole, whole entire word, Kamika. A whole. I mean, I listen. A whole <laughs> word. You know, I'm, I'm I'm already like looking to print out my money manifesto and have it right where I can see it because it starts in our minds, and then what we like you said, we once we speak those things as yeah. though they were, then God will, you know, we'll start seeing those blessings come in. I love affirmations. And yeah. Manifesto is a daily affirmation that we all need to be speaking. And you notice, I didn't just start with. I will make six figures this year. I will make seven figures. You know, the six and the seven figure hustle is nothing wrong with that. But Alfred, it's so key for us to understand that. What if God wants you to be a dominionaire and not a millionaire? Okay. When you are a dominionaire, then that means you up in the who knows how much money you making, right? So that's the first thing. So don't put a limit on God by following that six and seven figure hustle. And number two, recognizing that I've had six figures. I've had seven figures. Kamika, I've had all of the things, all of the trappings of success, right? Knowing that that did not make me happy. It did not give me a sense of joy or fulfillment on the inside. So maybe my path is more so than the dollars and cents. Maybe it's a path of abundance, recognizing that, hey, I got a healthy son who's thriving, that's my abundance. I got parents who are, though they're aging, they're still healthy and thriving. That's abundance. I got a husband that's amazing. My abundance may not look like dollars and cents. So I'm not going to ever tell people first and foremost, go after that six-figure hustle because I believe I'm worthy of healing, wholeness, peace, gifts, miracles, money, wealth, and abundance. But those other things come before One of the reasons why we do this show, yeah, we talk about money and business and finance, obviously, but we also are mindful that abundant living goes beyond the measurable forms of wealth that man focuses on. It is health. I just, you know, been discovering in my journey, which parallels yours very closely, Monique, when I got in my mid forties, that it's not just money. The real and most important currency is time. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can put in more time and make yes, more money, Lord. but you're going to run out of time. How many hours can you put in? That you, part. You, in the media business, Monique, you know what they will work us. You know, <laughs> oh, they, they, baby. They will work us. And there's a <laughs> ceiling beyond which you don't have any more hours or more energy to give. Honey. So sometimes what abundant living is I can make the same amount of money in less time. That's right. And if you can break that time money equation, maybe your annual income is exactly the same. But you're not spending 40 hours to get it. You're spending 10 hours to get it. Oh, you about to make me run clear across this room because that (laughs) is the sermon right there. Telling you, if I wasn't wasn't the host, I'd be the guest on the show and I'll tell you. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that that when you recognize, and I want you to hit on this because it it, it is here, you you, you say this, the difference between worldly wealth, Mm -hmm. which is that focus of chasing the next raise, chasing your income, chasing... You know, I want the the mansion and the yacht, and I want people to know that I'm balling out on Instagram. Right. And there's a place for that to some degree, but you're limited if when you compare that to the unlimited wealth, kingdom wealth that's available. Mm-hmm. Wealth that can't be measured by dollars and cents. That your self worth is determined by your credit score and how much money you got sitting in the bank and what kind of car you're driving and what kind of house you're living in. And that, listen. I, I got a goosebump and real tears real. in my eyes all at the I same know. time behind what you just said. Yeah, but that's good. And I feel like that is what we need to be teaching, you know, our communities. I think we have been so focused on creating, you know, riches, money, dollars that we're not understanding what true wealth is. And wealth is good health. 
you know, it's happiness, it's peace. I, I have a good friend, you know, Sherry Riley, who talks about peace being the new success. Because for me, I define success for myself. You know, it might not, you know, like Alfred said, be being a multi-millionaire, but I'm well taken care of. My family's well taken care of. I can retire well. I can have peace. I have time to spend, you know, doing the things that I love. That to me is true success. And so I think that we have to start defining it for ourselves. And then, you know, as you talked about making sure that we understand what that abundance looks like. Um, because when you stressed out and when you, you know, you can't sleep, you got insomnia because you're worried about everything, that really ain't, mm. that is not abundance. That's not true success. So you got to kind of figure that out. So I love what you shared, Alfred. Well, listen, you got to come back. Let me say that. Okay. And before you go, Monique, tell us where are the Be Lifted Up audience can find you on social, your, obviously your website again, so that they can continue um, to benefit from everything that you're pouring out into the world. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. I've enjoyed this so much. Everybody can find me at Monique Caradine. Uh, that's you just type that in, you'll find me. Uh, Sisternomics is the podcast and the brand new website is overflownow.com. There you'll find the link to get the book, How to Embrace Your Inner Millionaire and all of the resources that I'm loving sharing with all of you. So thank you. Monique, I know Kamika shares that we are, you know, first of all, you know, we love you. Oh, I love y'all too. Absolutely. Uh, we got to get together so we can hug each other's neck in person. Yes. Uh, and thank you for joining us on Be Lifted Up. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Love you guys. All right. Love you too. I miss you, DC. I missed you so much. <laughs> Kamika, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. We knew Monique as a gift, but she was she was on fire for us. Yes. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think were some key takeaways that you're taking away from this? Listen, Monique blessed us so much today. You know, I think that just, you know, hearing um, that story of kind of the misunderstanding of money and, you know, even her sharing very authentically her struggle with money and how she overcame that and how she's still overcoming it. I think that's so important, you know, how we need to be starting to create our own economy um, and, and having multiple streams of income, um, you know, and then also, you know, knowing our worth. I love that she talked about you know, not being afraid to make those ass. I'm a big believer in making big ass because if, you know, closed mouths don't get fed, right? And so that to me was so powerful. And then of course, how can we forget the money manifesto? You know, I'm hoping that every single listener, you know, gets that money manifesto, prints it out and, and starts to speak those things as though they were so that we can really create the wealth uh, that we want and desire in our lives. So, I mean, she, she just laid it all out for us. I'm excited. I know. I mean, I have a prayer corner in my house. And one of the other things that came out of the pandemic that I was, I want to be intentional. I have a space for that. And that's something, a great place to put my money manifesto over there where I can have it in front of me when I'm t having my conversation in the morning with my God. But, but listen, everybody, you know what we do here. This is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. You want to stay in touch with us, listen to this episode or any of the other episodes of the show. You want to uh, check us out on Sirius XM 141, HUR Voices on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Um, you can also follow us on the Mocha Podcast Network. That's podcast with an S, the Mocha Podcast Network.com. Um, and of course, you can follow Be Lifted Up Radio. That's B, the letter B, Lifted Up Radio on all social platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Kamika, great job. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for you. filling in for D. You know, D is a, a, a powerhouse, but you, you did yeah. her justice. I know she'll be proud of you. Well, that's um, my sister. So I, I'm glad that I was able to do her justice and to be able to kind of, you know, share the stage with you is it's such a blessing. So thank y'all for having me. Oh, it's definitely our pleasure. Listen, we'll see you later. This is Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. And take care, be blessed, and we'll see you soon. 
It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life.